Welcome to another message from the teaching team at Elevation Church Australia. For more information about our church, service times and locations, visit elevationchurch.com.au. So good. We praise God that we've been called by name. We're forgiven. We're changed because of Jesus Christ. Welcome, everybody. Great to have you in person, those online. How good is it that we can gather together? Thanks, Anna back with us after maternity. Anna and Ben are our creative directors and so good to have you leading us. You're the best, Anna. Bring the energy and the Spirit of God. We honour you and thank you and for Ben and all his hard work. And all of you guys, thank you in this challenging time. How cool do the boys look wearing masks back there? I just got the boring, ugly surgical mask. The creatives always have the coolest gear. So we thank you for your sacrifice and for serving your church today. You guys uh, can have a break. Uh, We're going to jump into a message this morning. I'm so proud of you all for joining us at church. The Bible says, forsake not the gathering of the saints. And while we can, we'll meet in person and we'll gather online uh, where we can share God's Word and give Him worship that He so deserves. This year is a great start of the year to reset. As we begin the year, it's, it's great to assess, to stop, to think, to reset. That's actually the name of the message, reset. How often has our phone locked up or our uh, computer doesn't respond or our iPad's just churning? What do we do? We turn it off, factory settings, we reset. I think there's nothing better we could do as believers is just to stop and reset with our God as we plan whatever comes our way this year. Today I want to teach on how do we reset by seeking? How do we reset by seeking? I've got this amazing verse in Scripture that I studied this week and just blew me away how Moses shared this Scripture with the Israelites. Impacted me personally. I think it's going to impact all of you. I believe seeking is the heartbeat of our relationship with our God. And for me, as an early believer, as a teenager, uh, I grew up on the North Shore of Sydney, didn't know Christ, didn't grow up in a church family, but I went to a youth group. Praise God for all the youth groups and, and thank God for the youth camps Now, there's a lot of stuff that happens at youth camps, but God often moves and changes hearts and lives in youth camps. I went to this youth camp and it was almost like the preacher was speaking directly to me. And it was just so emotional. It was so real. And and I kind of went hard for God. And then after the camp, everyone went back to their dorms. Well, I'm like this just young, uh, don't know anything about church or God or, you know, I'm just new to this whole faith thing. And so I think to myself, you know what? God's real. I I, I, I sensed Him. I I, I had this just just knowing that He was real. And so I said, okay, I'm just going to go find Him. So this 15-year-old kid, everyone's, you know, in their dorms. I set out into the mountain uh, where this, we were staying with this youth camp. 
look, I don't know where the youth leaders were thinking back about it or the whole safe church policy, but I'm off in the mountains walking for hours looking for God. And I remember walking this dirt road just a a kilometre after kilometre, walking, walking, walking. And finally I'm exhausted. It's like 2am and I hadn't found God yet. So I'm just like, oh, whatever. I sat down and I'm like, okay, plan B. And I don't know why, but I just came up with this thought God, if you can make this stick move, then you're real. Look, sure enough, as I'm standing here today, I don't know if it was a wind or an earthquake or what, the stick moved. And and I'm like, God, you're real. I'll follow you the rest of my life. This was this encounter that I had with God. Why? Because it came out of a sincere heart seeking God. I didn't know the rules. I don't know what you could or couldn't do. And that's what I love about seeking. Seeking comes out of this purity of being hungry for the things of God. And here's my prayer. As we start this year as a church for 21 days, we're gonna pray and fast. Why? Because we wanna seek God. We wanna position ourselves to hear from Him, to be directed by Him, to, to, to have a word or a vision that I believe will, will carry us through whatever comes our way in 2021. So that's where we're heading this year. So let me jump into Scripture. If you have your Bibles, Deuteronomy 4, 29. We'll put it on the screen in a moment so those of you watching online or here in person, we can follow along this Scripture. So here's Moses, all right? After 40 years, Wandering in the wilderness, right? They just finally crossed the Jordan. They're in the promised land. Oh my gosh, think about that for a moment. 40 years the Israelites, a million of them or so, wandering around aimlessly. Finally, they reach the destination, the land of milk and honey, the, the goal they had been looking for forever. Maybe for you, you've been looking for a goal and you've been hoping and wishing, whether it's finances or marriage or children, whatever it is, they finally, they've entered it. Moses pulls them aside and he preaches to them. And this message that Moses preached on the east bank of the Jordan is so revolutionary. It's it's like this uh, epiphany that he had that I believe is, is, is accurate for you and for me today. And here's what he says, Deuteronomy 4.29, we'll put it on the screen. But if you, from there, sorry, but if from there you seek the Lord your God, so if from there you seek the Lord your God, you will what? You, you will find Him if you seek Him with all your heart and all of your soul. So Moses gives them a message of hope. It's a message that gives them a secret formula, if you will. It's a message that kind of gives them a plan for what to do in the promised land. Because here's the deal, Moses knew that the Israelites would face enemies. Moses knew hard times were coming. Moses knew although they were in this promised land, they were gonna be challenged like never before. And it's almost the same for us today. God knows what's ahead. He knows there's challenges. He knows there's difficult times coming. And it's like this message is something we can hang on to 
to carry us through no matter whatever we face. Let me unpack this Scripture. Let's leave the verse on the screen so we can study it together. But if from there, so Moses is referring to, what's, what's this place? Well, it's actually difficult times. He knew there were giants. Um, even though they're in the land of milk and honey, he knew there was trials. He knew that the uh, families would fight. Right, all the families just come through Christmas. We've had some words, right? We've we've had some tension. There's been some fighting. So Moses knew the tribes uh, would turn against each other. He knew the giants would try to defeat them in wars, and he just knew the difficult times. So Moses is saying, "Listen, when you have a difficult time in the future, hang on to this message. Hang on to this verse. But from there, what does Moses say? He says, "You will find him." How can Moses be so confident? How can he be so um, so sure that the Israelites, the people, could find God if they seeked Him? He didn't say you might find Him or hopefully. He said you what? You will. Well, why is Moses so sure? Because he knows that it's us that moves. We're the ones who run We're the ones that hide from God. We're the ones that grow cold. We're the ones that that shift and drift and walk away. God stays the same. He, He doesn't move. We're the ones that move. And so Moses is saying, look, I know difficult times are coming. So here's what you need to do. When you turn to God, He will be there. He'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. No matter what you go through. God is knowable and wants to be known, but we have to want to know Him. When I was dating Bonnie, I would plan these outrageous dates. I'd think all week, my boss probably lost so much productivity because rather than, I was an estimator at the time, rather than working, I was probably dreaming and thinking and planning. We would have these dates. We would go on hikes into the mountains. We would do picnics. We would, we would go to the beach. We would do sailing. We would snorkel and surf and just all these crazy big uh, dates that that I would plan. Why? I wanted to spend time with Bonnie. I I wanted to know her. And that is the heart of seeking. It's not to get something from Him, but it's to know Him. So Moses knew hard times were coming. If they were in trouble, all they had to do was turn to God and He would be them. Then Moses goes on to give us a bit of an understanding of what this seeking is. So he says, if you seek Him with your heart and your soul. Why did Moses say heart and soul? Well, the word seek in the Hebrew is, is bakash. It means to search out. Have you ever lost your keys, your wallet, right? You're just paranoid. You, you, you can't think of anything else. You've got to find it. So seeking is putting everything else aside and that becomes your priority. And so then Moses says, seek Him with your heart. Your heart comes from the Hebrew word, lavav, which is your mind, your will and your emotions. This means making a plan. It means some hard work. It means you've got to be Intentional. You've got to get a strategy. It's not just waking up and saying, oh, you know, I'll see God. No, no, it's having an actual 
plan with your mind, your will and emotions. And finally, Moses says, you'll seek Him with your soul. What's your soul? Well, it comes from the Hebrew word, nephesh, which means living being, breath of life, your spirit. In fact, the word soul was used in Genesis 35, 18, when Rachel was about to die after giving birth to her son. And so it was as her soul, that's that same word, was departing for she died. Your soul is your spirit. It it lives on for eternity. So Moses is saying, okay, when you seek God, seek Him with your mind, your will and emotions, make a plan, be strategic, but also seek God with your spirit. The, the, the part of you that was born again, that's been renewed. So we don't just seek God with a plan. We don't just seek God with our spirit, but we seek God with our heart and our soul. And here's what's so interesting with this whole seeking God thing. Moses continues in his preach and in the very next verse, he gives the benefit of seeking God. And it's not just a benefit that you and I would think. We think, what's the benefit of seeking God? We'll, we'll have peace and love and, and, and we'll be forgiven and healed and we'll know Him. And all of those things are true. But the actual reward that Moses showed in the next verse hit me by surprise. I, I didn't think this would be the case. And that's why I'm so passionate today about sharing this with you as a church, as we position ourselves to seek God for the next 21 days, here's the outcome. You ready? In chapter, um, uh, sorry, verse 30, when you're in distress and all these things have happened to you, then in the latter days, you'll return to the Lord. And here's the reward. Are you ready? Lord your God, and you will obey Him. So Moses is teaching that obedience comes after Seeking. I always thought obedience had to come first. I always thought we had to be good. You know, you got to do the right thing. You can't watch that. You can't do this. Bunch of whole rules and regulations, right? We've got to please God. I've got to be a good person. No, no, Moses is saying obedience is a result of seeking. Isn't that interesting? That is so powerful to me as a pastor because honestly, so often I get frustrated when I don't see the life change I know Jesus can do. Uh, People make a decision to follow Christ, they fall away. Or even in my life, you know, I want to overcome things. Or people are stuck and they can't break through addictions. Or they can't see the power of God. I know God can and I pray He will. Why doesn't He? Why don't we see more evidence of God changing hearts and changing lives? Could it be that obedience is a result of seeking? that's, That's what Scripture says. And so... If obedience, and obedience is becoming like Christ and having victory and and being all that you're destined to be, if that comes after your seeking, how is your seeking going? How do you measure yourself as a seeker? You know, we measure ourselves like what we wear and how wealthy or lack of wealth or how many kids, we all go to these measurements. Do we ever stop and measure our seeking? I wonder if God looks at us and says, he's a four out of 10 seeker. He's an eight out of 10 seeker. You know, I wonder if seeking is something we should focus on because it actually brings the promise of obedience. Obedience is victory. 
Obedience is overcoming. Obedience is being all God has for you. Obedience is reaching your destiny. And obedience, according to Moses, is tied to seeking. I don't know if you're getting this today online or in person here, but this blew me away today because so often church, Christianity becomes all about works and, and trying and, and just being doing a better job. No, no, Moses is saying it's all about seeking, which is a heart that pursues God. And out of that comes obedience. Next, Moses gives a word of encouragement. He finishes his preach in verse 31. For the Lord your God is a merciful God. He will not abandon or destroy you. I love that. No matter what we face, no matter where we go. And he's trying to tell the Israelites, no matter what comes your way, He will never abandon you or destroy you or forget the covenant of your ancestors. Do you know we have a covenant with our God through Abraham, Isaac and Jacob that's available to us through Christ? It's a powerful covenant that can't be broken. That we can be sons and daughters of the Most High King. That the promises of eternity are available to us through this covenant, which He confirmed to them by an oath. Moses encourages them by giving uh, examples and giving uh, a word from Scripture that God is for us. That, that, that He's encouraging us to seek Him, that He wants us to win, that He wants us to overcome, that no matter what we face, He is for us. And no matter how distant you may seem from God, He's always only one thought away. That's what I love about God. You, you No matter where you are, no matter what you're facing today, no matter where your heart is with God, He's one thought, one decision away. That's why seeking Him is so critical because it's something we should do constantly is to seek Him. Let me teach you just for another 10 minutes and then we'll bring the worship back up and and seek Him in in worship. But I wanna teach you how to seek. Proverbs 8, 17. I love those who love me and those who seek me diligently will find me. So seeking is this thing where you're, you're sincere. You're, you're, you've got diligence uh, above every other person or every other thing. Seeking takes priority. Two thoughts today about seeking. Number one, seeking brings focus. Who knows we can use with a little focus? Who knows we can get a bit distracted when it comes to the things of God? According to the business insider, the average person touches their phone 2,600 times a day. That's how often we can get distracted. And that's just not even looking what's on it. That's just grabbing it. The average person spends two and a half hours on social media. We live in a world we can be distracted. We're distracted by all these voices. So seeking helps us to focus. It it kind of helps us to align ourselves with what matters most. So how do we do that? Well, we bring things into focus when we seek God by using our mind, we get a plan. And that's why at church for the next 21 days, starting tomorrow, Monday, we're gonna fast and pray for 21 days. Why do we do that? Because it helps bring us into focus, seeking our God. For 21 days, we're gonna seek our God through prayer and fasting. 
On Friday, we sent out an email with all the resources and all the details to help you. Uh, If you didn't get that email, sign out a red card online or you can fill out a red card here. We want to make sure we get these resources to you. In fact, Bonnie just wrote today a devotion that she's sending out to our church on Monday. Uh, We will have devotions going out daily to remind us, to focus us, to seek the Lord. I I want you to be part of that. I wanna resource you and and help you. So make sure you're part of those emails. Personally, I'm doing a Daniel fast for 21 days. What's a Daniel fast? Well, it's basically fruit and veggies and some whole grains. It's based on the fast that Daniel did in the Old Testament. It's a powerful time where we can fast for 21 days. And the reason that we seeking brings focus is we actually make a plan. And so when you write it down, when you make a plan, you're more likely to achieve your goal. In fact, Dr. Gail Matthews, a psychologist says, when you write down your goals, you're 42% more likely to achieve it. When you tell someone about your goal, you're 78% more likely to achieve it. So today, I'm putting you to work. I want you to write down your goals for this 21 days. What type of fast will you do? You can do a sun up to sundown. You can do a one day fast, three day, seven day, 21 days. You can do a partial fast. You can do a full fast. Um, You you, you can uh, choose to fast from social media. I believe biblical fasting does involve food, denying your physical body. We'll talk about that in a moment. So we seek God by bringing focus when we make a plan and we write it down. So today is your day to think and pray about what you're going to do for these next 21 days to seek the Lord. When you fast, it reminds you, it focuses you on seeking God. Every time you get that hunger, every time you get that smell, every time you think of food, what is it doing? It's bringing you back into focus to seek the Lord. So seeking brings us into focus and secondly, seeking builds the Spirit. So remember when Moses says, you're gonna seek God with your mind, that's making a plan. We're also gonna seek God with our soul, that's our spirit. We are made up of the flesh. We're also made up of a spirit. Our flesh, our body will die on this earth, but our spirit lives for eternity. And here's what fasting does. Fasting crushes the flesh and it builds up the spirit. Uh, All through life, we're either feeding our flesh or we're feeding our spirit. And the one you feed will grow the most. And the one you starve will grow the least. It makes sense, doesn't it? Yet so often as Christians, we're just focused on feeding our flesh. Entertainment, movies, food, that's all okay. But there are times when we've got to build our spirit. There are times when we need to grow spiritually. There are times when we need to say, you know what, God, I want to see you move in my life. I I wanna see my spirit come to life. And when we fast, we deny the flesh and we build the spirit. 
It's like, if you don't think your flesh has much of a hold on you, see how you go day one of no food. See how much your flesh reacts. See how much your flesh goes crazy and see how much your flesh just starts to respond. So your spirit comes alive with the things of God when you seek Him. Your spirit comes alive when you feed on the Word of God when you feed on on prayer, when you feed on worship. So this whole concept of, of seeking God with your mind and your body is about denying your flesh and strengthening your spirit. Who's excited to strengthen your spirit? Look, I get it, it's hard at first, but it's interesting in fasting, the hardest day is always the first. And the hardest day is always that first day when you make that decision to stop that appetite of hunger or food or whatever. And then your spirit starts to come alive. And, and then your hunger actually drops off over time. And, and then you get into this rhythm where you're spiritually sharp. You're just aware of God. You're thinking about Him more often. You feel closer to Him. And your flesh just doesn't scream as loud and you don't listen to it as much and you just become alive to the things of God. It's such a powerful biblical discipline when you fast and your spirit comes alive. Finally, as Moses was telling the people to seek God and to uh, seek Him in your heart and your soul, And he gives that great promise of the covenant that we have through Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, that we actually have access to the promises of God. And I believe seeking Him, listen to me, unlocks those promises. Seeking God positions you in a place. And so as a church, this is important for you individually But this is also important for us corporately. So Bonnie and I are committed to do whatever it takes to serve this hill's location. And I believe there's nothing more powerful that I could do as a leader is to position us to seek God corporately. So that's why I'm calling our whole church to fast together. So we're not just fasting alone, we're fasting for each other. We're fasting for those next to us on the rows. We're fasting for those on the screen. And you know what? We're fasting for those who don't know Christ. We're fasting for those who have a covenant promise to know Him but aren't currently saved. It's powerful. So my prayer, and we'll see this all through Scripture, is that when uh, people and groups fast corporately, God moves supernaturally. I'll finish with this verse. If we can throw it up on the screen. Jehoshaphat was a great king of Israel, a good guy. He'd actually done everything right and he'd pulled down some evil temples of Baal and he was a good king. And all of a sudden he'd experienced some positive breakthroughs and they were at peace and they were doing great. And then suddenly three kings Three enemies come against him. Let's look at this scripture together as we read it. After this, the Moabites, the Amorites, and some of the Menonites came to wage war against Jehoshaphat. 
Some people came and told Jehoshaphat, a vast army is coming against you from Eden, from the other side of the Dead Sea. It is already at Hazon Tamar. Next verse. Alarmed. Honestly, that's how I feel sometimes with this whole COVID thing. (laughs) I'm a bit alarmed. What is the next restriction that's going to be thrown our way? I'm alarmed thinking, you know, how are we going to continue to meet in person and and gather online? I I can get alarmed uh, as a pastor. I'm alarmed about this enemy called COVID. I'm alarmed at how it's impacting the church. I'm alarmed, to be honest with you. So I feel a little bit like Jehoshaphat. This enemy has come out of nowhere. It's coming against us. And honestly, it doesn't look like it's going away. We can agree with that. So what do we do? Well, what does Jehoshaphat does? Alarmed, Jehoshaphat resolves to inquire of the Lord. That's where I've been on my knees saying, God, help us, lead us, guide us, we need you. So alarmed, alarmed, I can relate to Jehoshaphat. He resolves to inquire of the Lord and he proclaimed what? A fast for all of Judah. I'm proclaiming a fast for all of Elevation Hills. (laughs) I'm proclaiming a fast where we can gather and seek our God to have the victory for whatever comes our way. The people of Judah came together to seek help from the Lord. Indeed, they came from every town in Judah to what? To seek Him. That's what we're doing, 21 days prayer and fasting to seek our God. What was fascinating about this story is the enemies came against Judah and they actually turned on each other. The three enemies destroyed each other. After the prayer and fasting and seeking, Jehoshaphat takes the Israelites out into the battlefield and the enemy's dead, they're gone. But what they've left behind is the spoils of war. It took three days for them to pick up the spoils of war. Here's what resonates in my heart. I believe this is a season and a time that God's gonna do something special in His church. I believe if we position ourselves correctly, if we seek our God wholeheartedly, if we fast diligently, God is gonna show up and give us victory like we didn't think was possible. That the promises, that the victory we're gonna receive is gonna be clear evidence that came from Him. Jehoshaphat didn't lift a finger against the enemy. He just spent his time seeking his God. I believe as we diligently, as we faithfully fast, as we pray, as we seek our God, as we get on our knees, as we worship our God for these next 21 days, as we stand together as a church to support each other, that the spoils of war will be available that life change, miracles, signs and wonders, healing, revelations, seeing God, knowing Him. Listen, my greatest prayer for my five kids is they would have an encounter with God as we fast over this 21 days. And that's my prayer for every one of you that you would have this personal encounter with God, that you would say, God, I had no idea. God, I don't deserve it. God, You're faithful and just and You're so loving and kind. And that's what will carry you through no matter what comes. Moses knew this. That's why in the promised land, he gave them 
this powerful Scripture to seek the Lord with all their heart and with all their soul. Today, church, I'm calling a fast for us. Why? Because we need our God. We, we need Him. I need Him. We need our God to guide us, to lead us. We need our, our God to speak to us. We need our God to help us to have victory, to overcome no matter what COVID sends our way. Our God is greater. Our God is bigger. How do we do that? We position ourselves by seeking Him in our mind and our soul. Father, I pray today in the Name of Jesus, just like the Israelites got this Word thousands of years ago, we will hang on to this Word today, that we would seek our God. We would seek Him in our minds, in our spirit. We would fast, we would pray. We wouldn't do it alone, we would do it together. Just like Jehoshaphat called the tribe of Judah to a season of fasting and praying, we call the hills elevation to, to seek You. We would do it together, not alone. We would feel the love and support from each other, that You would do something corporately in our church that we could never do on our own, that we can have the victory, we can overcome, we can come out of COVID stronger and better because Your covenant is true. Your promises are real. Still praying today, before we seek our God, we have to know Him. The way we know Him is through Jesus Christ. That's the Gospel. That Jesus came, died, and rose again, lived a perfect life so our sins could be forgiven. And look, you know there's something more to life. There is something in every man, woman and child, a hunger for the things of God. It may come out in different forms of people pursuing money or wealth or fame or some ancient spiritual discipline, but there is a hunger in every one of us to know God. And God wants to know you. That's why He sent Jesus Christ to die for you. Today that's you, you're far from Him. Whether you're watching online or here in person, this is your moment to make a decision to know Him so you can seek Him. He wants to reveal Himself to you, but He is a gentleman. He won't force Himself upon you. He's standing with His arms wide open. He's asking, will you come and run into those arms? Maybe you've drifted from God. Maybe this whole COVID thing has turned you against religion and church. Don't let it turn you against God. Don't let the hurts and the pains from other people prevent you from knowing His love and His grace. Oh, it must break the heart of God when He sees people walk away from Him because of hurt or the sins of this world or the brokenness. Run into His arms. He's a good God. He loves you today. If that's you online or in person and you wanna make a decision to know Him, to follow Him, would you just raise your hand wherever you are between you and God. Just say, yeah, that's me. Jesus, I wanna walk with you. I want to seek You. I want to know You. I believe that's why You're here. That's why You're online. That's why You're in person. Just to build Your relationship with Him and it starts through Jesus Christ. Church, let's pray a prayer out loud. And then we're going to worship our God. We're going to seek Him through song. Let's all pray. Jesus, I'm a sinner. I need a Saviour. I want to know You. I trust You. I run to You. Receive me, forgive me, be my Lord. 
I pray in Jesus' name, everyone said, Amen.